me a mission, I got demons to slay. Communication made you talk in this way. Anxious world. What's going on, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to the Anxiety About Anxiety podcast. Like always, I'm your very grateful host, Keith. Here to do what I do. And um, just keep, you know, keeping pushing this mental health awareness forward. Something that is near dear to my heart, like I always say. And something that uh, is my purpose in life, my mission in life. And yeah, I'm here for you. So, let's get to it. On this episode, you're going to hear the story of Brian from the Mental Health Film Film Comment Podcast. And Brian's going to talk about his 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 lifelong bat- battle with panic attacks. I, he describes having his first panic attack at a theater. Um, I believe he was uh, going to see the Truman Show with his parents in the late 90s. And um, having his first panic attack and not not really knowing what's going on. You know, you think you're going to die or, you know, something ain't right with me. And uh, he talks about that experience and uh, the feelings that he had throughout his body. Like, you know, getting like very like jelly legs and, you know, uh, that very fearful, dreadful feeling that you get. You know, you can't talk and you, you can't move your body and you just like you're like paralyzed. So, you know, he talks about that and uh, he touches on like. Um, being isolated while having panic attacks, uh, something that obviously a lot of us been through in the last year, you know, being closed off from the world. You might you might find yourself in your apartment or house alone and to go through a panic attack by yourself. Man, I, I couldn't imagine it. You know, that could be a, a frightful, scareful, uh, scary thing to go through. Um, you, you know, sometimes you want you no, know, I, I believe all the time you want somebody to somebody to be there to, uh, you know, comfort you. To let you know, okay, you're going through a panic attack, but you're going to be okay. You're going to make it through. So that's, you know, uh, he touches on that. And I couldn't imagine. I mean, I remember the first time I ever had my panic attack. I didn't know what was going on with me, man. I was I was scared. Like, it, I thought I was having a heart attack. And to have, like, him having it at such a young age as I did also, I mean, man, it, it really messes your mind up. So, yeah, he's going to talk about that. Um, he's going to talk about, uh, he's going to mention two books in this recording, uh, two books that I think you guys should probably check out. So take notes and, um, how those books was able to, uh, give, give him peace of mind, you know, uh, and better, better his mental health overall, you know, it's very helpful in his journey. So, uh, be sure to, uh, you know, listen out, uh, listen up for those books as I will also, I'm going to look into them, you know, anything to help me out. And uh, better my peace of mind. And so the title of Brian's episode is called Panic at the Movie Theater. And you, you'll see why. Um, so, Brian, thank you once again for being a voice of mental health and, you know, uh, being on my platform and uh, just sharing your story. Um, your story, I'm pretty sure it can help a lot of people out out there that's struggling with any type of mental health uh, illness or stress, or whatever it may be. I'm pretty sure this episode can be very helpful to them. As for me, um, I'm excited to to say that um, I've been inspired the last couple weeks uh, to, um, basically, my inspiration coming from, uh, you know, trying to reach out to a lot of guys, a lot of men out there, and let them know that it's okay to uh, talk about their mental health, or talk about how they're feeling inside and not feel ashamed of it. 
So I've been on that mission for the last couple of weeks, just, you know, just just talking about it, talking about it. So I felt inspired to start a new platform. And I know, I know I'm always trying to create something. But this one is near and dear to my heart. So I decided to start a, a microcast, which is technically still a podcast, but on a smaller scale. The episodes are like nine, nine or ten minutes or less. So, you know, it, it doesn't really go over the ten minute uh lengthwise so it's really like to the point and uh so yeah i, I shot, decided to start that it's going to be called the anxious male perspective um i'm hoping to launch you know i'm gonna take my time i got like about 20 guys that already you know responded and reached out you know to you know share their opinions about why guys don't talk about their mental health so i'm looking to you know launch that sometime in july you know, I'm going to work on it. I'm really going to put a lot of work into it. Hopefully, you know, actually, I know it will come out great. So be on the lookout for that. Once again, it's called The Anxious Male Perspective, um, a platform for uh, guys to come on and talk about, you know, ways to break the stigma, why, why there is a stigma. And, you know, they kind of talk about how they're maintaining their own mental health. So I'm excited about that. And yeah, man, I'm just I'm just I'm just me, man. I'm on my mission. And I'm going to keep doing what I got to do. So continue to support the Anxiety About Anxiety podcast. Um, like I said before, anybody out there that want to share their story with uh, mental health, mental illness, whatever you're going through, this is your platform. This is for you. It's not only for me. It's for you to come on here and express your feelings and, you know, not be judged. Just be a voice. That's that's the biggest thing to be a voice. Let's change the stigma. Let's do it together. So, uh, yeah, without further ado, let me stop talking because I can talk for another 20 minutes. But let's get into Brian's episode, Panic at the Movie Theater. So once again, thank you all for tuning in to the Anxiety About Anxiety podcast, what I love to call therapy for your soul. Until next week, my friends. Until next week. Thank you to Keith and Anxiety About Anxiety for allowing me the opportunity to share my experiences with anxiety and depression. My parents had taken me to the movies. We had gone to see The Truman Show. This would have been late 1990s. And about 20 minutes, maybe a half hour into the movie, I had what was a panic attack. And so we rushed out to the lobby. Whoever was at concession or the theater manager called 911. And so there was a lot of commotion figuring out what was going on. Turned out to be just a panic attack. A, a, a phrase that I would hear quite frequently. Oh, it's just a panic attack. The other thing that would happen right around the same time is my legs would turn to jelly. And any sense of fear and dread and anxiety and panic would literally overcome my body. And I would be paralyzed in fear, unable to move, unable to talk in some cases, and just being paralyzed, having a sense of unable to move, unable to function, just everything coming to a complete standstill. 
so my overall experience has been one of anxiety and one of dread and one of not knowing what's going on, what what's happening, what what's going on with my body. Why can I not talk? Why can I not why can I not move? Uh, one of the difficulties that I've encountered uh, through all of this is is being alone, being isolated, having a sense of loneliness and not having a, anyone around me. Because if obviously if someone is married, if someone has, has a partner with them, there's someone there when this is going on. And at the very least, you have someone there who can assure you that you're not dying, that you are actually still alive. Whereas if you live alone, if you're isolated, if you deal with loneliness and solitude and you get a panic attack, it is all the more scary. It is all the more terrifying because you simply don't have that other person in your uh, in, 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 in your experience, um, in, in your vicinity, uh, who can assure you that you are in fact still alive, that you have not died, that there's some sense of comfort, that there's someone else there in your surroundings who can at the very least provide sense, some, some sense of comfort and assurance that everything will be okay. Now, I don't remember a whole lot about high school and adolescence due to a lot of bullying and depression at the time that up until this point that the panic started, I had erroneously assumed was resolved, taken care of, life will go on as normal until the panic and anxiety started and that would be a new chapter to deal with in regards to my mental health. I would be prescribed medication, which keeping away from name brands would target my central nervous system. And the first time I would take this medication, which targeted my central nervous system, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was, I would be sleep, I would be out like a log and I would get sleep and I would, actually have some difficulty staying alert uh, the next day because it was so, so sedative and so relaxing. So it actually did what it was intended to do. Uh, the flip side of that though, is I would need other medication to not target the central nervous system so heavily. And so there would be a lot of trial and error as far as figuring out what sort of medication would be appropriate, if at all. There would be a, a lot of trial and error as far as counseling and peer support groups that I could find. Often they would just be general mental health rather than anxiety because I don't believe there were any peer support groups for anxiety. There might be now, I, I would certainly hope so, that this podcast being one resource in that regard. But at the time, there were no peer support groups for anxiety. And so what I mentioned about being alone and isolated would be all the more alone and isolating because I would not know if there was anyone else out there in the world 
who would have the same experiences that I was going through. There were a couple of books at the time that did help. And I, I, I'm presuming it would be all right to mention the books, whereas with medication, there's a greater degree of uh, caution. The uh, One of the books that helped me a great deal was the Louise Hay book, You Can Heal Your Life. And the reason I found that so helpful is because A, it was not a mental health oriented book. It was not a book about depression or anxiety. It was, however, a book about, about beliefs and about our thoughts. And what's the one thing going on when you're having a panic attack is different thoughts, a myriad of thoughts going on racing in your head. And reading a book that was strictly about your thoughts and, and again, I want to reiterate, this is not a book about depression or anxiety, but it's about a, a book about your, your, your beliefs and about your, your, your thoughts about what's going on in your life. Reading a book, which was, again, the first time I'd, I'd ever read a book about the thoughts going on in your head, racing in your head. Am I dying? Am, am I going to be okay? And, you know, what beliefs do I have? What judgments do I have about what's going on with this panic attack, with my legs turning to jelly and being paralyzed and not able to talk, not able to move? What thoughts are going on in my head? And reading Louise Hay was just, it was just an amazing experience. Nobody up until that point uh, I believe there had been some counselors who had worked with affirmations and not just the affirmations about everything's going to be okay, but the affirmations that dig deeper, everything will be okay because, and you can hear, heal your life and material like that was a huge relief because it allowed me the opportunity to make sense of those thoughts that were racing in my head. The other book that came in my uh, radar around the same time is a book called Real Love by Greg Beer. And I, again, I wanna emphasize this is not a book about depression, not a book about anxiety. It is a book about unconditional love, unconditional love in our society, unconditionally love in our lives. And that is a word, love that I have never heard in many, I don't I would say many, I'll say, you know, any at this point that I simply have not heard or read in any context relating to mental health, depression, anxiety, or depression, because obviously the erroneous assumption and uh, fear mentioning it is, oh, you're saying that someone can love away the depression or the anxiety and and no that that's not the point at all the point is when i was in and out of the hospital and emergency room and and paramedics checking my 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 vitals and hooking me up at no time did i ever feel like they cared about me at no time did i ever feel like I was anything other than a patient. 
anything other than a client. And so up until that point, up until I had read Louise Hay's book, You Can Heal Your Life, and up until I had read Greg Bear's book, Real Love, up until that point, my experience with reaching out for help with anxiety, with depression, was one of very cold and impersonal and at a distance and hearing BS about, oh, you need to learn boundaries. You need to learn how to control your symptoms so that if you have a panic attack on a Saturday morning or on a holiday or on a weekend, where all the all the counselor's offices are closed, where all the doctor's offices are closed, you need to learn how to control your anxiety so that you can only have panic attacks during the week, during banker's hours, Monday through Friday, nine to five. That's the impression, that's the message that I was told was that too bad, so sad if you have any of your symptoms on a weekend or a holiday. And that was something that I had extreme difficulty with. What do you mean there's no help available for me on a weekend or a holiday? I'm not gonna wait till Monday morning, 8 a.m. to get the help I need. If I'm dying, if I can't breathe, if I'm paralyzed, how can I wait till Monday morning at 9 a.m. to get help? So no, I'm not going to wait. So those two books were a tremendous, and I do mean a tremendous relief to my peace of mind and my mental health. And I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for those, for those two books. Again, books that are not related specifically to depression or anxiety per se, but which are pertinent to the thoughts in our head and having an active, you know, playing an active role in those thoughts. Because if you're having a panic attack, if, you, if you're feeling paralyzed, you know, it's, a, it's an opportunity to exercise what you can control. You know, the whole serenity prayer, you know, grant me the, you know, all, all that serenity prayer stuff. And if there's anything that, 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 that I can control in that panic attack, absolutely, I'm going to control what I can, and controlling your 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 feelings about those thoughts, for me, was a very revolutionary idea at the time. Now, obviously, not so revolutionary, you know, now, but when I first came across it, it 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 was a huge relief. Um, so again, I do want to thank. Keith, I do want to thank Anxiety About Anxiety for allowing me the opportunity to talk about this. Uh, for those who are wondering, uh, movies are still a place of refuge for me. They are still, um, so I, I just want to clarify, I don't think there was anything specific to the movie we were at that caused the panic. I just want to emphasize that for those who might have been listening and might have been thinking, oh, well, was there anything specific in that movie that prompted? So the answer would be no. Uh, and that might be is probably one of the, the myths about 
panic attack is that the, the panic attack in some cases in some cases that may be true that your your surroundings what your environment is in many cases will trigger a panic attack so that that is true there are in, instances where that very much is the case but for me my experiences with panic is and anxiety is that I honestly have not had the experiences where it's triggered by something in my surrounding. It's always been something where it's at random, where it's unexpected, where there's no direct correlation of, oh, well, this is a scary movie. I'm having a bit. No, nothing like that. Nothing of that sort. It could be, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, having, you know, whatever it is. And yet there there it is there's the panic attack so again i do want to thank keith thank you anxiety about anxiety for allowing me to uh, share my experiences and what helped uh i do hope that it finds um th that it helps you in your journey and recovery through anxiety uh thank you so much um stay safe